Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. It has been a little bit since I've posted an episode. Wanted to just get on here. I have an exciting one today. There's been a ton cooking. Uh, I got a lot of great guests coming up, and I got a lot of really exciting things for Simply Finance and beyond that I am going to be able to share with all of you sooner than later. Um, it's taken up a ton of time. And I'm excited uh, to get it out to all of you. But for today, we're going to kick it off reminding you of our headline sponsor, Routine. Routine um, is a family-owned business. Uh, Jake and his wife, Jake has been uh, on the podcast a few times and wanted to become a sponsor. I love their products. It's a great fit. And honestly, I would only promote a product on here that I do believe in and would want all of you to try. And uh, Routine is definitely one of them. Routine um, has a few proprietary formulas. The one that I tend to use the most and is basically their hero product is called Morning Routine. They also sell something called Green Superfoods, vitamin D supplements. They have ACV gummies, apple cider vinegar, uh, as well as elderberry gummies. And morning routine, what is it? So it is called morning routine because most of the time people take this in the morning. Uh, when we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, expelling vapors, sweat, etc. Uh, morning routine comes in a single serve packet and each packet contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. You just tear one of the packets open, 20 ounces of water-ish, 20-ish ounces of water, uh, shake it up, and you're good to go. Uh, really, routine is meant to rehydrate you in a different way. Um, it's it's not like a lot of the hydration products out there. There are plenty of great hydration products and brands, but these guys are really trying to bring a no-sugar, um, really like a hydration replenishment to you meant for the morning because we do. We lose a lot of our water uh, overnight. And the apple cider vinegar really helps uh, kickstart your metabolism first thing in the morning. Um, the, it's great to have lemon and a little bit of sea salt uh, in your diet. And so they kind of hit all of the check boxes as something you can take first thing when you wake up in the morning. Routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. If you'd like to try routine, you can go to yourroutine.com and use code SHANEWHITE30 at checkout to receive 30% off your first order. I've also added yourroutine.com as a link in the show notes. So click on that. Use my code ShaneWhite30 and you'll get 30% off your first order. All right, everybody. As we jump into today, uh, today is not an interview. So if you're someone who wants to listen to one of the interviews, there's plenty, behind, uh, you know, as previous episodes, we'll have more in the future. Uh, today is episode 149. And the last episode I had um, was episode 148, obviously, but more importantly, it was my 50th founder series. Hard to believe I've had 50 different founders on the podcast um, over the last really year and change, and I've learned a lot. And so today's episode, I wanted to dive in, give all of you uh, a rundown, the takeaways, the key things I've seen and heard uh, from talking to all of these founders over the past really 15 months, and I thought you guys would all enjoy it. All right, everybody, after the intro, the 51st Founders, thank you for listening to another episode, and I'll be on in just a sec. 
right, everybody, I'm fired up today. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, I went through and, as I mentioned in the in the, in the uh, intro, tried to break down some of the key takeaways, key things I've seen since starting the Founder Series, which, to kind of take a step back, the Founder Series of Simply Finance has really become kind of my marquee main my main uh, main avenue of, of content and main avenue of interviews for the podcast. So much so that I've been kicking around the idea of potentially changing the name because uh, we've kind of outgrown the original name of the podcast and the overall platform. Um, so we'll see on that front. But what I wanted to dive into today was just the key takeaways. If you've listened to a few of these, you you've maybe have listened to more. Um, if you're someone who's never listened to the Founders series or any of the episodes within it, hopefully you can get some takeaways today and maybe it'll influence you to want to go through and, and find some of the key brands, key companies that you might resonate with uh, and that you can listen to. So I'm just going to dive in. Again, this is just me. It's a solo podcast. So if you guys aren't interested in this type of thing, there's plenty of interviews you can go back to. Um, all right. So I've had 50 founders on officially. I've, I've, uh, I've released 50 different founders. So been in a, it's been an exciting journey. Uh, it's, you know, not only 50 founders, but when I went back and did kind of the research through all the episodes, talked to founders across all kinds of industries, selling all kinds of products. And every single one of them had a slightly different story. Uh, and I think that's, what's been the most eye-opening and probably the coolest part of getting to meet all these fantastic founders of these different companies and different brands is that everyone has a different story. Uh, and I think, you know, most people might know that already, uh, they, or maybe just assume that, but it's been pretty cool to see that that is the, that's actually what happens. Um, everyone has a different starting point. Everyone has a different past leading up to that point, uh, when, before they start their venture. And of course, Everyone has different challenges, struggles, and issues along the way. Um, so that that's kind of obviously the first uh, key thing as I went through and started looking back on old episodes. Um, another key thing that was interesting is there's really not one right way, and I would say right in quotes, like there's no right or correct way to bring a product to market. Um, you know, I probably before I started this, I did think there was a right and a wrong way. But after talking to a lot of founders, it's pretty evident that there's a million different ways to do it, um, especially in the CPG space. You know, I come from the world of RX Bar, where we became well known by going e-commerce first and then getting into retail. There have been plenty of founders on here, though, that have went the exact opposite way. Now, are there are there things that they could run into down the road? I believe so, and we talked about some of those on the podcast. Um, but there are multiple ways to do it. And depending on your product, depending on your relationships and network, it could make sense to go a totally different route. Uh, and that's kind of, it's, it's really cool to hear the different perspectives, the different ways people have done that. But on top of that, there is one thing that was consistent uh, that you will see with every single one of these founders. And that is execution is greater than the idea. You've probably heard before, you know, for every idea, there's got to be at least a hundred other people that have that same idea, but you may be the one person that actually went and executed it. And an idea is only as good as the idea, but without the execution, nothing can ever come of it. And unfortunately, from people I've talked to, from my own experiences, lots and lots and lots of people have great ideas, 
right? And a lot of people have the same great idea, but very few people even take the first step, let alone the 100th, the 200th, the 1000th step to getting that product, not only to market, uh, but then through all the bullshit that ends up happening to become a brand and then to be a, a profitable brand. Um, lots and lots of things have to happen. The stories that I listened to and, and kind of poked holes in made that very evident. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first one to say I've always been very transparent on this podcast. I've had plenty of ideas. I've only really, if I really look at myself in the mirror, truthfully gone forward with a couple. And a couple um, ended up, you know, becoming a real thing and, and this podcast being one of them. And it all started with me wanting to do one episode a day for a month. I don't know if I've ever said that on here before, but when I launched this in March of 2020, when, when the pandemic hit, um, that's my little thing. Like I had this idea of what I wanted a podcast to be. And I'd always thought about it. I'd always kicked it around. I'd always talked about it, but I hadn't just really put my foot down and done it. And then I remember looking at the calendar and I said, well, you know, I've got five episodes in now through March. I'm like, yeah, it's got a little steam. You know, I don't know if this can really be a thing. And I remember I wrote down um, just a little trip, a a, a, a a trick that I learned from uh, Corey Gregory, who's been on here twice. Um, he started a couple businesses and no matter in a, whether it's business or health, wellness, fitness, whatever you want to call it, uh, goals for him. He talks about this thing called a streak, and I think it really it kind of resonates back to execution on an idea where and I've done this over the last year and a half, and I've gotten more done. I've hit more of my goals than I ever have, and it just comes down to setting a plan and building momentum, and execution and momentum is one of those takeaways I had from reviewing all these podcasts. They go hand in hand, so for me to build momentum and, and create execution I wrote down that, hey, I just want to create one podcast a day. It can be shitty as hell. I don't even have to post it if I feel like it's that bad. But I need to hit record and talk about something for 30 days in a row. That was my thing. I did it for 30 days in a row. It springboarded me into, you know, I went from talking to just by myself like this to being like, well, shit, if I need to create content for 30 days, I probably should talk to some people. That'll really help got me talking to people, made me realize I was falling in love with the idea of just like growing this into a, you know, into a platform. People had conversations more so than just me blabbering over here every episode. Um, <laughs> that was one of the early things that I did. So execution over an idea, no matter what it is, if you want to bring a brand to the world, if you want to start your own podcast, which I highly suggest, if you want to start a YouTube video, a vlog, whatever it is, uh, do something as simple as what I did. You know, put it on your print out a calendar. That's what I literally did. I printed out a physical piece of paper and wrote down, you know, you need to hit record 30 days in a row, create 30 days of content. Uh, and each day I put a little X on the calendar and I will never forget. It could have all fallen apart at the end of the first week. I remember it was a Saturday. Me and my wife, Kelly, were running around. We had a busy day. I remember I drove to Chipotle to pick up dinner. And it hit me that I hadn't recorded an episode yet. I could have just been like, eh, you know what, whatever. I missed one. There'll be, I can do two tomorrow, right? That That's what a lot of people might do. They'll start to build up this like base of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll catch up. 
you know, I'll owe myself one today, but I'll catch up tomorrow. But instead, I created a shitty one. And was it one of the worst podcasts I've ever put out on here? And is it still live? Yes, it is. I literally had AirPods in, went on the Anchor app on my phone while driving and hit record and started talking. Was not a good episode. I'll probably look back on that episode and think, Jesus, maybe I should have just skipped it and done two on Sunday. (laughs) But it did help create the momentum, which created execution. And that execution was better than the general idea I had. So that was a very long-winded second big takeaway. But honestly, that's one of the most important things that I've learned uh, in my short time of doing this. And, And for a lot of you who've been following along, maybe it does feel like I've been doing this podcast for a while. But I'll be honest, I tell my wife all the time, it feels like I just snapped my fingers and started it a couple of days ago. Um, I'm about to put out my 150th episode and it it truly has not felt like I've done the work to have 150 episodes. And I think all of that comes down to just consistent momentum and execution. So that's that. Execution over an idea. The next one is um, there's not one way to get shit done. Um, I think you guys know, that's one of the questions I love to ask founders at the end of the episodes is, um, you know, how do they get shit done? How do you stay organized? What do you do to get your shit done? I was shocked across all 50 episodes. Almost all of them were different. Some people used apps. That was really uncommon, actually. Most people had, um, most people, and I would say some of the more successful ones that I talked to were actually extremely unorganized and had, um, just a really unorganized way of going about their day. If anything, it was a shit show. It was a, I have a list here. I have a Google sheet there. I got some notes on my phone. I use my calendar. And at the end of the day, I realized that a lot of these people, they, they don't overanalyze what they need to get done. They get things done and they let the important shit bubble up to the surface. Not to say that's the best way to do it. That would stress me out. I, you know, a lot of people on here also said, they use some form of pen and paper or journaling. Um, in the last, I would say, you know, a little less than a year, um, that's become a really big change of pace for me. We're always looking at phones. We always have computers in front of us. I love using the Full Focus Planner. Um, that's a shameless plug. They're they're def- they're no sponsor of the podcast or anything, but I love their products. Um, I'll actually I'll link one to this. Uh, I'm going to write myself a little note to do that. Um, I love their planners. They're simple. They get you to really prioritize. Um, But a lot of founders on here, as as the takeaway here, not everyone um, has, it's not like all founders have one or two things they all do. If anything, I learned that most of them are unorganized and are just constantly running fast. The next thing is, Almost every single one of them, if not every one of them, I check the box on they're confident, but they're not arrogant. And they're also crazy busy, but always willing to help others slash connect with people wanting to elevate their brand or to help others bring their own concepts to market. And I'm going to start with the beginning one, confident, but not arrogant. Every single one of these people, they're doing something that most people look at and be like, you're nuts, dude. Like you're he or she is going to leave uh, their steady job, jump in and sell X, Y, and Z. Um, most of those things, 99% of people wouldn't be confident um, doing that. 
But what's funny is a lot of people I've had on here, um, they're not arrogant. They're not like cocky and think that their idea is the best idea to ever happen, but they are confident enough in their own idea to be bullish on it, to, to take the bad days and keep running and to honestly put aside a lot of the criticism that is pretty common um, in a lot of these. So uh found that really interesting and really cool um, as you know, I think any of you come up with ideas or listen to this podcast and want to start something on your own, just be confident in it, you know, and, and confidence can come. Uh, it doesn't have to come as like, you know, this is going to work. You know, this is going to be a huge idea, just confident and you're going to figure it out. It's one day at a time. It's one step at a time. Like I said earlier, it's about executing one foot in front of the other. Um, and it, it still could fail, right? I mean, most businesses do fail. So it's a, confident, but not arrogant is a, is a huge one. All of them also took a jump and risked something. I think that's probably a very, very commonly used term when it comes to anyone wanting to t- make the leap into entrepreneurship. And I think taking a jump can mean a lot of different things. Some people quit their jobs cold turkey and did this full time. Some people had a crazy side hustle for a short period of time. Some people have had side hustles for a long period of time, but everyone risked something, whether it's their time, their money, their loved ones, something had to give, right? Someone, they had to like take a risk in some way, shape or form. Um, so that's a, that's a very, that's a consistent one. And it's a pretty obvious one. I think if, if you know much about entrepreneurship, the one that I will tie back to finance, that was actually a really interesting takeaway as I, as I talked to these 50 founders was, was around raising money or bootstrapping. And it's a question that you've probably heard me talk about a lot of times, but I, I asked the question around, you know, what's your thoughts on bootstrapping your business? And, and what the bootstrapping means is just that you're going to use your own money to fund the whole thing. You're not bar- borrowing any money from a bank. You're not taking any investments from friends, family, or investors. Um, and on the flip side, you could raise money, right? Excuse me. You could raise money and uh, you could, you could, you know, start getting investors and go that way. Before starting the podcast, again, the only experience I had in CPG was from RX Bar. That was a very uh, bootstrapped business model where we didn't borrow. We did, they did a little bit of friends and family. You know, some members of the team had equity, but it wasn't this big uh, fundraising event uh, to, to raise money in order to make protein bars. At the end of the day, RX funded itself. Um, there's lots of things that happened. I'm not going to get into that on the podcast, but they were able to do it on their own. And I thought that was the only way. And for me, this was a, this was, I think a good learning lesson for me is that that's not always the case. Um, there are situations where raising money can make sense. Um, and it also depends on the type of entrepreneur you are and the type of business you want to build in the, over the long haul. Uh, is is really the key takeaway that I learned. Raising money, I mean, obviously means you're giving up control, you're giving up ownership in your company in order to give out uh, equity. So that's that's what you're giving up, right? That's the biggest downside, in my opinion. But on the flip side, I've met plenty of people on this podcast that maybe giving up some equity to bring in some people who have expertise in the given field you're trying to be successful in might be the right move. That might be the best possible outcome. Um, and 
because without that, maybe you would fail. Maybe you would run into something that you would not have made it through without the expertise in the advisory around you. So that was a huge takeaway for me. The one thing that has been cemented in my mind though, if especially in the CPG space, if you're in food, beverage, CPG, this, this is my firm belief and that it's gotten even stronger after talking to 50 founders is there is a fine line though of burning too hot. And when I say burning too hot, I mean you're spending way too much and you're losing money. Uh, if you're a business who your business model in the food and beverage space is to lose a lot of money, I have yet to see one where I believe you can lose a lot of money for a, a long period of time and get to that magical exit. So you got to remember, there's really two key paths you can go down uh, in order to... Um, Really, there's three. There's two key ones you can go down. The one is like build a long-term family business, right? You you build a profitable business that continues to grow, grow, grow. You never sell your company or give out equity if you don't have to, maybe to some people, but really like the majority of it is held by the founders or the family of the founders. And you build this family private business. You could take it public. Um, Jake Carls was on here from Midday Squares. Like that's their plan is to go IPO route. You could do that. Um, but the other key one is then giving up equity. Um, and if you want to build a family business where it's profitable and private, you obviously cannot be losing money. That just, that would never work, right? Because you're, then you're, you don't have any money to burn. So you have to build a profitable business if you want to go that route. That's just like a, that's a must. If you go down the other route and you want to, you want to give up some equity and you want to build um, a business that you think hopefully one day you can sell. And our X bar is an example of a, you know, where we sold the Kellogg. So that, that's the example that you could go down. Um, the problem is unless you get attraction early on from a big food company and they're willing to get along with the ride and they believe that you can become profitable, the chances of you selling that business become ever so small if you have a business model that just continues to lose money. I could get into that and talk about that all day. Maybe that is worth another episode to follow up with. But that is one of my key takeaways. Um, most of these people were solving a problem or finding a white space. And finding a white space was something that I, I knew a lot about at our X bar. But that has become uh, something that a lot of brands, you know, they look at, when you think, think about solving a white space, think about a, a four-dimensional chart. You put, you know, something on the X, something on the Y, and you, and you kind of plot where brands sit that you're competing against, that are your competitors. Um, and then from there, you can uh, kind of find white spaces or areas where there's not a brand solving one of those problems. That's what a lot of the brands did on here. One of the key takeaways uh, that obviously you guys probably, you kind of know now by me talking to so many is there are so many brands out there. And what that means and what that takeaway for me was, was whether you want to start one or you want to work for one, you can. If you have a desire, if you have a passion, if you have an expertise, there's a brand out there that you could either start or you could work for. I think a lot of people feel like only the big name brands are the ones out there that are you know needing high quality, driven, hungry talent. That's not true. And it also goes to show that there are just so many brands out there that why can't you be the next one solving the next problem? Like if you're listening to this, why not you? Why could you not be the next one? So keep that in the back of your mind. Um, all these people block out negativity and at the end of the day, they work their asses off. That one was very evident in every single episode. Um, 
again, it kind of goes back to the confident but not arrogant. They're going to block out the negativity. Um, and all these guys work their asses off. I talk to a lot of the, my um, podcast guests uh, outside of, obviously, the podcast. A lot of us email, and I, I'm in, in contact with plenty of them. And they're just always working, man. They're always busting. They're grinding because they're they're building something they believe in. I got a taste of that um, by working at RX. You know, we we were building something we all believed in, and uh, you see that in all these guys, and it's exciting to see. You know, they're they're taking a risk, they're building something for themselves, and um, they're pumped about it. The last thing that I thought was important to add on here is just to remember. Um, when you see someone on a podcast or you follow them on Instagram or you see a YouTube, anything, TikTok, YouTube, you know, you see the glam, you see the excitement, you see what the brands want you to see to drive attention to their brands. Um, and I love the movement towards being more transparent. Obviously that was an RX bar term as well. The no BS and our full transparency. And now you're seeing it with you know, I, I, midday squares is the best example. They're they're just pulling the cover back on the transparency of what a brand can and should be in this world, in in you know twenty twenty one, and I love that. And you see, they're doing a good job of showing the good and the bad. A lot of brands show the good, and just remember, if this is something you're passionate about, or you want to work as a part of one, um, or you um, you know want to start your own remember the something some of the things they probably aren't showing you are the late nights the constant stress and worry um the disasters and days where you think it was a bad idea you're not going to make it entrepreneurship it, it is tough and i've learned that through talking to so many of them but what you see is just this passion and this excitement for what they wake up to every day is there doubt and is there worry yeah there is you can see that and you you hear that by talking to them but um you know, it's a wild ride and it can be fun for a lot of you. So anyways, those are my, my main takeaways from talking to the first 50 founders. I could go on a lot longer rant and share lots more, but you know, there's going to be a lot more episodes to come. I'm excited. Um, for any of you that know me and have, have talked to me personally or reached out through Instagram, thank you for all the support. Thank you for listening. Uh, the first 50 episodes of the founder series was eye-opening to me. I honestly, I, I say a lot to people in my inner circle, but I, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to even get to meet and talk to these people. Um, so any of you guys listening who were on the Founder Series as a guest, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time and energy uh, you you gave uh, to be on the podcast. And I'm just getting started. I say that a lot, but it is true. Uh, I have a lot cooking, a lot to cut, a lot more to come. Uh, and I'm very, very, very excited uh, for what's next and for what the, the second half of this year is. And for all of you listening, we are halfway through 2021. So if there's anything you wanted to get started on, this is my call to you to execute instead of just having the idea. Take a couple steps. You know what? Do it and do what I did. My biggest takeaway from this whole episode, and I didn't know I was going to say this before I got on, truthfully, you know, print out that calendar, do something for 30 days. Do something for 30 days. and. DM me on Instagram, shane.m.white. I'd love to know um, what you guys are doing, um, what's your what's your plan for the next month. You know, this it's August 4th, so we kind of missed the boat on an August 1st attempt at this. But, uh, you know, try to do something for 30 days, one step at a time, one day at a time, and see what happens. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. 
And I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown of the first 50 founders. All right, everybody. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. See ya.